You're listening to Mystery Still Unsolved, a podcast where we discuss unsolved mysteries both past and present. I'm your host, Rochelle. Today, we will discuss Death at the Dean. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Mysteries Still Unsolved. I am so sorry that I've been missing action the last few weeks. I was enjoying the last week of summer and then surviving the first week of school. Um, Both of my kids are in school now, which I thought meant that I would have more time, but I feel like instead it just has me coming and going all hours of the day. (laughs) I'm just constantly coming and going from my house and trying to keep track of schedules. Um, But now I think that I've finally been able to somewhat master my new schedule, and so I'm so excited to be back here with all of you discussing one of my most favorite things, mystery. Um, Hopefully the two throwback episodes that I released during my absence were able to give you life and help you cope. Um, My daughter, uh, Riley, actually came home from school on Monday and she had checked out this book from the school's library. The title, Scary Places, Haunted Houses. What can I say? The apple did not fall far from the tree. (laughs) Um, We read the book together because I was very interested in it, and I was surprised to see that a few topics covered in her book were topics that we've actually covered in this very podcast, albeit in a way that was slightly more appropriate for children. And when I say slightly, I mean slightly. I feel like it was still a little bit too morbid for children. Um, The book covered the Axe Murder House of Villisca, which we covered not too long ago, and the Borden House, which we covered, I want to say it was last summer. I want to say it was in August. I feel like it was around my birthday. So yeah, we covered Lizzie Borden last August. So they talked about both of those cases in the book. Um, And then while reading the book, we came upon a story that I had never heard. And both Riley and I agreed that I absolutely needed to cover it on my podcast. Before I begin, however, I do need to do a little bit of housekeeping. I mean, hey, you have gotten out of housekeeping for the last two weeks. It is dirty up in here. So we got to do some housekeeping. Um, If you are not already following me on Instagram, you might want to consider it, especially since this week is my birthday. And as promised, I will be hosting a giveaway. Follow me on Instagram at mystery still unsolved. Like and share the posts I'm going to add in my stories and my feed. Tag a friend or two and you will be entered to win a package full of some of my most favorite things. I'm talking true crime book. I'm talking treats. I'm talking self-care items. So what are you waiting for? Go on over to Instagram and enter to win right now. Um, I'm going to run the giveaway until next Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and then I will announce the winner on our next episode and on social media. If for some reason you don't like getting free stuff or, you know, just going onto social media, that's totally cool. You can just visit my website at www.mysterystillunsolved.com. There's no way to win the giveaway over there, but you can still binge my 90 episodes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, that's right. 9D. 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 Uh, never forget that you can contact me on either one of my social media platforms and you can send me my uh, send me a case suggestion. Um, it's so much more fun when I can write about a case that I know a lot of you are passionate about. So please never hesitate to send me a suggestion. If there's a case that's important to you, it's important to me, I will look into it. And if there is enough to work with, you might just hear it on a future episode. Okay, enough of that nasty, nasty housework. It's mystery time. Okay, the Dean House was a boarding house in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And if you're not familiar with boarding houses or perhaps they go by a different name wherever it is that you live, it's essentially a building where people rent rooms for a short period of time. Uh, we don't have too many boarding houses where I currently live in the Salt Lake City metropolitan area, um, but I know that there were definitely a few in my hometown of Syracuse, New York, and my husband, Brian, um, he lived north of Seattle, Washington for about two and a half-ish years, and he said that the area that he lived in was like swarming with them. There was just like one on every corner. Um, so I feel like it's still very popular in the United States. I feel like it just depends on where you are in the United States. Um, as you can imagine, with so many people from all different walks of life constantly checking in and checking out, um, a boarding house is bound to have a rich history. And the Dean House in Calgary, Alberta, Canada is no exception. It was actually recently referred to as being, quote, the most haunted house in Canada, end quote. Uh, the Dean House was built in 1906 as the official residence for the superintendent of the Royal Northwest Mounted Police, Captain Richard Burton Dean. The home was built by um, the hands of free labor of the prisoners who were jailed in Fort Calgary. Martha, who was Captain Richard Dean's wife, would never live to see the home completed because Shortly before the house was done, she died of an undisclosed illness. And perhaps Martha's unexpected demise was some sort of omen because there were going to be a lot of tragic deaths and pain that were to come. Um, in 1929, C.L. Jacks later acquired the property and he began renting the rooms to short-term tenants. And he did that up until 1973. And according to some, there are guests who checked in who have yet to check out. During its time as a boarding house, there were quite a few unusual deaths. Um, a man was fatally wounded after tumbling down one of the staircases. A young woman jumped to her death from a second story window. And a man was even gunned down execution style on the front porch. While there are a dozen tales of people dying in unusual ways or from unusual circumstances within the home, there are two very well-documented cases that I will focus on today. So the first one is in 1933, there was a father and son who were residents at the Dean House, and the boy was epileptic. And because of this illness and people's ignorance of it, the boy was rejected by his classmates and bullied. Um, I can only imagine, I mean, it's 2022, and we still don't really know a bunch about epilepsy and like why it happens. Um... I mean, we definitely like have it narrowed down to a couple of things, um, 
but I feel like it's still one of those conditions, diseases that is very much misunderstood. So I can only imagine like how ignorant people were of what causes it, that it can, that it wasn't contagious, like all those other like silly things that, you know, teenagers would think of at the time in 1933. Um, so because of this, um, the son who was only 14 at the time, he began not only suffering from his epileptic condition, but he also developed severe depression. Um, and I know a lot of people who have epilepsy that are close to me and there definitely is like this um, like this, what is the word? This, uh, element of helplessness around the condition and the disease, because, um, there are so many different ways to treat it, but there's not like a one size fits all regimen. So there's kind of like this trial period where you're trying to figure out like, what is the perfect formula that's going to work for you. And also epilepsy is not curable. We can treat the symptoms of it. We can, hopefully, you know, keep it at bay, but there's no like, like magical pill that you can take and like, you never have to deal with epilepsy ever again. So I feel like he was definitely feeling a lot of helplessness. And then on top of that, he was being outcasted by his peers, which is definitely not what a 14 year old boy wants. Um, and because of like this just terrible combination of things, this boy tragically committed suicide in one of the cupboards in the attic. Um, there was also another one that was very heavily documented. It is the murder-suicide deaths of Irma and Roderick Umperville. This occurred in 1952, and Mrs. Umperville was repeatedly stabbed and then strangled by her husband while her two young children watched in horror. After Mr. Umperville was done murdering his wife, he looked at his children once more before shooting himself in the head. Those poor little children, I have no idea, there's no documentation about what happened to the children, if they were injured during this incident, if they like went to go live with family. Um, so I can just only hope that these kids had an okay life that they were sent somewhere that they could have a peaceful, more calm <laughs> upbringing. Um, and that tragedy took place in the apartment that is used, uh, that was used to be the superintendent's main floor office. Um, supposedly where the previous owner, like before Jocks purchased it, he also died, but he died of natural causes. So nothing mysterious there or is there, I don't know. Okay, so let's just say I would not want to be in the office apartment by myself at night. I actually wouldn't want to be anywhere near the Dean house at night. <laughs> uh, the Calgary Association of Paranormal Investigations deems the Dean house as definitively haunted. They say that due to the series of random and unexplained events, sounds, and paranormal occurrences that have taken place there well into the late 1980s, basically paranormal, um, paranormal, uh, occurrences is like the only explanation for, because like they just don't feel like all of these things are a coincidence. Um, for a time, the Dean house was used as a studio space for local artists. However, it is now like currently 2022, a well-known restaurant. Yeah. You can make a reservation and eat there and see it for yourself. Many of the restaurant staff claim to have experienced some form of paranormal activity at least once during their time there. 
Some recall hearing demonic laughter in the front foyer after hours, but then when they rush to see who's there, not a living soul. There's probably a soul there, but it ain't a living one. Nope, nope, nope. Um, in the late 1990s, a local television station brought a psychic to the Dean house. That's pretty cool. Uh, the psychic was able to pick up on two different spirits close to, one was close to the front porch area, which would make sense as there is supposedly a man believed to have been gunned down there. Uh, and then the psychic also felt energy in the current bar area, but they weren't sure about anything regarding that spirit's backstory. Um, in a turn of events, the psychic said as they were leaving the home that they also felt the impression that the house itself had perhaps been built atop of an ancient Native American burial ground because while they were there, they felt the presence of a Native American man. Like I said... Uh, the Dean house has now been transformed to a restaurant. The restaurant, rather than shy away from its rich haunted history, has embraced it and decided to capitalize on it. And this means that you can attend a haunted mystery dinner that they hold regularly. And this includes a delicious dinner, clues, and like kind of a sort of creepy scavenger hunt, which gives customers free reign to the property. During one of these dinners, a woman followed clues, which led her down into the basement. While in the basement, the woman was approached by a Native American man with a headdress and a single braid cascading down its ba his back. She claims the man was slightly translucent and that he yelled at her to get out because she didn't belong there. In the area of the home that was remade to look like the original occupant Mr. Dean's study, individuals claim to have seen the image of a man sitting in the chair smoking a pipe, which is something that Mr. Dean was very famous and notorious for doing. Additionally, many guests of the restaurant claim that during their lunch or dinner, they smell the strong aroma of tobacco, although the entire restaurant and its surrounding areas is strictly non-smoking. In the study area, there is an antique phone that has been heard to spontaneously ring, although it isn't even plugged in. Blah. This is giving me black phone vibes, and if you haven't seen that movie yet, I would highly encourage it, because it's probably my favorite movie of the year. Um, certain veteran waiters and waitresses at the Dean house are able to simply just go about their work and ignore these little creepy things. However, there are those who take up a shift or two at the Dean house restaurant and choose to never return. And that would definitely be me. <laughs> uh, one of the longtime staff members, Alas Jackie, says he was working late one night preparing for an event the next morning when a man just floated down the hallway, and this apparition's bottom limbs were missing. The ghost seemed to either not care or notice Alice and just floated down the hallway and right out the door. <laughs> A supervisor at the restaurant, Mrs. Schneedmiller, claims that she often hears the sound of a piano playing on the upper floor, but upon further investigation, there is never anyone in the room because the music always stops right before she is able to enter the room. On one such occasion, she opened the door and felt a cold rush of air surge through her as she entered the room. Ooh, that seems so violating. Um, a former manager named Robert was working late. Uh, note to self, don't work late. 
at the Dean house, like ever, um, when his bag suddenly levitated from off of the shelf it was on and came across the room and landed softly and gently at his feet. Needless to say, that was the last time he agreed to work alone at the Dean house. But at the same time, though, like, the ghost was very kind. He was just giving him his bag. It's not like he chucked it across the room at his face. Like, it landed softly at his feet. Hey, don't be such a hater, Robert. Okay, uh, the attic seems to be the epicenter of spooky at the Dean house, as it is a hotbed for paranormal activity within its walls. In fact, some ghost hunters who have gone to the property believe that the attic is not only a hot spot for ghostly encounters, but perhaps a vortex to the unknown world. In one of the cupboards where that 14-year-old boy committed suicide, there appears to be a blood stain that changes in size and reappears again and again, regardless of how many times the staff attempts to like either have it professionally cleaned or they clean it themselves. There was even one time where they completely like ripped out all of the wood, replaced it with new wood. The reddish brown stain continues to exist to this day. They cannot get rid of it. They'll clean it up, come back a couple hours later, and it's there again. And it still exists there to this day, so you can actually go and see it for yourself. The restaurant staff doesn't want customers to go up into the attic, but try as they might to lock the attic door. The spirits that live within the walls of the Dean house simply won't have it because they unlock the door themselves. One entity was so upset that the restaurant management locked the door with a padlock that it ripped the lock from off the wall and door and the staff found it flung across the room the very next day. Why are there so many ghosts at the Dean house? According to some, places are haunted because the spirits of people who died there so suddenly or so painfully that they don't even realize that they're dead. Others believe that the spirits that reside in the Dean house are either seeking revenge or attempting to complete unfinished business. Yet there are others who believe that the spirits that haunt the living are fully aware of their deaths and that they simply just don't want to leave, perhaps because they themselves fear the unknown. And I just think that that's kind of like an interesting and ironic thought to think about. Just as we, the living, fear the unknown, which is death, perhaps that's how the ghosts feel about their next chapter. Well, that's all I have for you today, but I am curious as to what you make of this case. Do you believe in paranormal activity? Do you think that the Dean house is haunted? Do you know about a house in Canada that you think is even more haunted than the Dean house? Do you think that the land the house was built on was always cursed or haunted? Or did the multitude of unusual deaths create this haunted space? For a place that has the reputation of being the most haunted house in Canada... 
there isn't very much information. I mean, sure, we know that deaths have occurred there, but we simply don't know much history about the victims themselves. And perhaps this only adds to the haunting element. There are just so many gaps for us as humans to fill in with the visions that only survive within the realm of our darkest nightmares. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to hearing what you think about today's episode on my Instagram at mysteriesstillunsolved. Don't forget to enter my birthday giveaway on Instagram. Visit my website for even more spooky content. And don't forget to share my podcast with a friend or family member. But as always, don't feel confined to the term friend and family. Tell your child's new teacher. That's a surefire way to get you on some sort of list. (laughs) Uh, Tell your manicurist, your esthetician, your favorite cousin's new boyfriend. I want everyone to know about mysteries still unsolved. But do you want to know the best way to support my podcast? Of course you do. Uh, First off, you could leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That way, other true crime-loving people such as yourselves will be able to find me more easily. And then don't forget to join me next week when together we'll discover, did someone ever place a useful tip? Has justice prevailed? Or is the mystery still unsolved?